Hello and welcome to another The Analysis Interview podcast coming from Total Football Analysis. Uh, my name is David Seymour and today I'm delighted to be joined by Nuno Mauricio, who is the Head of Performance Analysis at Benfica. Um, hi Nuno, thank you for coming on. Um, it'd be great to start off with just a bit of background as to yourself and to how you got to where you are today. Uh, well, good afternoon. Thank, uh, first of all, I want to I want to thank uh, for the invitation to do this podcast. Uh, I'm really sorry about my strong Portuguese accent. So if you <laughs> if you if you don't understand uh, any word, please say, and I will try to explain it better. Okay. Uh, well, my background. Um, I'm uh, I'm graduated in sports science with specialization in football by the Faculty of Human Kinetics in Lisbon. I also have a master's degree in physical education by the same faculty, and also a post graduation in high performance football coaching by the same faculty. Uh, I am a football coach with the UFAB license and uh, I'm working in Benfica since 1996 wow. until until the present day. I started as a youth football coach and then I progressed for, uh, towards the professional football as a sport performance analyst. And uh, since the season 2017, 2018, I became head of the performance analysis department uh, in Benfic. So, in giving you a general overview, that's that's my my background. So, I'm not uh, probably I'm not a typical analyst in the sense that I have a very strong background in coaching, uh, but I really believe that is. Uh, something that gives me a lot of insight and a lot of knowledge to facilitate the communication between the analysis department and the, the coach itself. So I think it'd be, it'd be great to, to jump on right at the beginning, something a little bit different. You spoke about your education, you know, for, for an outsider looking in, the one of the things that um, I'm very aware of, and I'm sure many people are, is uh, with Lisbon University is, uh, is it Vitor, Vitor Freyd? Um, I, w- I wondered if, if you had anything to do, if, if he had anything to do with your education. Um, or no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. No, no, it's a, a different, a different faculty. Ah, okay. But yeah. I know, I know, I know a lot of his work as well. So sure. Of course. So you no, know, it'd be great to, to hear when you, when your first introduction to analysis was, because you speak about coaching being your background. Um, mm-hmm. at what point did you then sort of make that sideways move and what inspired it? Well, to be honest with you, it was really an invitation from the board, from the the board, the board at the club, so the directors. And uh, at the time, the head of the, um, the performance lab at Benfica uh, invited me to, to make that move towards professional football since I was um, a youth, youth football coach, uh, I don't know, probably. 20 something years uh, and then the, the the invitation was 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 really a challenge for me but i always love challenges and in fact if uh, i consider the analysts in our days uh, would be like should be in my opinion my perspective uh, football coaches with specialization specialization in in analysis because every coach every football coach makes his own analysis as well so uh, in order for me to 
to produce my work better. I need to understand what what the coach needs, what what are the the, the, the coach problems, and I, and we need to follow that that principle. That simple basic principle mm -hmm. is okay. We need to put ourselves in the mind of the coach, what the coach really wants, what the coach really needs, and so to to be an analyst at a club that uh, uh, work with different coaches along the years. I believe my background as a coach has, has helped me as well. But uh, to be honest with you, it was really uh, an, an, an invitation from the board, from the directors, uh, for me to make the move to the professional football, and in this case, for the performance analysis department. Okay. So what was... I'm not sure if I was clear enough for no, you. That's fantastic. Uh, so um, what, what, what was the state of analysis when you moved into that field? What was your like role then compared to now? Well, I started. Um, I started as a simple analyst, uh, mainly doing the. I, I was supervisor for our own tracking system because Mifika, so we have our own tracking system, and I was uh, responsible to to supervise and uh, to manage all this this, this data that come uh, from the the software from the, the application. And uh, of course, doing also opponent analysis and on team analysis, um, traveling uh, to see different uh, opponents, try to analyze different opponents, uh, different stadiums, producing, helping to produce reports and everything else. And that was my, 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 my first role. And then uh, in 2017, I was challenged again to, 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 uh, to lead to direct the the performance analysis department, that was also a very 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 honorable mm -hmm. promotion for me, of course, but a lot of a lot of responsibilities, but uh, a very very good challenge for me as a as a professional, and I love I really love doing my work. Really. I mean, Ben Benfica is one of the most uh, famous talent producers in in world football. Um, I'd be really interested to get your perspective from inside the performance analysis role what what do you have what impact do you have on the younger players coming through what is benfica's um player development sort of or pathway that they set out for these players why why is benfica so successful at producing players time and time again well there's a lot of factors we cannot we cannot uh, uh highlight only one aspect there's a lot of 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 uh, of um uh, justifications for for this this success mm -hmm. first of all is the, the the vision of our president i believe that our president um has a very 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 strong and very correct approach and vision towards the the, the youth development as well and so uh i don't know if you already visited our academy our academy has a lot a lot of um all the all the infrastructures, all the support, uh, all the all the background that uh, the young player needs to develop his skills and his 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 uh, own performance around along the years hmm. is there in the, in our academy. Then the very the very support that the boards the direct the directors give us to to the professionals that work with the with the players. Uh, I can say to you that all our uh, Youth football teams as his own uh, an, a performance analyst, and also, but also doing in the uh, by doing an holistic approach, 
how how I mean a holistic approach. So we don't all departments, all the different departments doesn't don't work separated from each other. They are really fully integrated. So when you talk about tactics, when you talk about uh, physical development, when you talk about uh, cognitive development, when you talk about social development, uh, all the different departments communicate uh, with each other mm -hmm. uh, because we cannot we cannot um, we cannot uh, analyze, we cannot evaluate, we cannot intervene uh, only. Uh, in one factor of the game, we, we, we of course we have speci uh, specialists working in different parts of the game. That's why we have a, a, a performance analysis department. That's why we have a sports science department. That's why we have a medical department, of course. Uh, but we need to every time that we do an, an analysis, we need to consider the, the other the other factors, and so. That room, that space that the, the, the club give uh, give to all different professions to work and to analyze and to support the players, and and also and very important the space uh, and the confidence that the club gives to all the coaches allows the players to feel comfortable in their development. Mm -hmm. um, in, in fact, I really uh, I really advise you if you have the chance to visit us. Uh, to see the, the the dynamics of the club so uh in order of course we know that our our uh, field of uh how we can, I can how can i say this in english the um, we cannot compare ourselves with the budget probably the budget of the the, the better clubs okay. in england of course mm -hmm. uh but we can compare ourselves with our strategies and our methodology and we are i believe that we are we are achieved the met a mature status of our methodology and our intervention with the players from the first team towards the, the, the academy football that I believe um, give us confidence to the, to, to the near and even to the near future, but beyond that. So, so what is the overarching uh, methodology or uh, philosophy that um, runs through Benfica Football Club? Well, of course, I cannot, I cannot uh, de detail everything, but uh, everything runs with the concept that um, uh, we educate to win. Okay, okay, that's the really the general the overall concept. So uh, the players, without without um, uh, cutting steps, uh, uh, without. Uh, uh, giving uh, too much uh, emphasis in the new stages of the development when i mean new stages i can i the early stages i i say of course 7 9 10 years old we this is not uh, not an issue but the the kids are always uh, mentalized that they need to have the winning mentality in their dna uh, without, of course, without uh, uh, excluding the creativity, the confidence to to take chances, to make errors, and then learning from those mm -hmm. errors. Uh, and I, I work, uh, as I told you, I work a lot of years in in youth football as a coach, and I, I, and this is curious because uh, some of the players that are now in our first team, they, and I, 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 I am with them. The, in the daily basis, but they were my my players in the age of nine years wow. old, ten years old. So, so um, 
this is a, a very, a very, a very, a very good. I um, give me the, the opportunity to see the 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 different ways that each player uh, have to achieve success, and we cannot we cannot format players uh, in the sense that we cannot produce players like in the like in the fabric uh, in the, um, how you say uh, they are not like a fabric of of cars they are all the same with the same uh, with the same uh, same motor the same uh, sh chassis the same the same mm -hmm. wheels no they are different and they can produce it for the same position of course there are a general profile of a, of a player for each position but we need to respect their own different characteristics as a social, cognitive human beings that they are, and also with the coordinative aspects as well. Uh, in the, I can give you a very concrete uh, as, um, example. I can ha I can have two different strikers. I can have uh, two different styles of wing mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. winger. As long as the understanding of the game is there. As long as they understand the game model of Benfica, and uh, you know what I mean, yes. game model mm -hmm. is is so. Uh, of course, we need to we need to produce those mm -hmm. players. That's why we have different midfielders coming up from our from our um, from our academy. Mm -hmm. That's why we produce different strikers as well. So. Absolutely fascinating. So, um, Nuno, you alluded to your your, your daily work. Um, it'd be great to sort of get a breakdown of what you do on a day to day basis, because I know uh, off air you mentioned to me that you you are basically in charge of first team, the women's and um, the academy yeah, as yeah. well. My 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 main yes, my main my main focus, of course, is is the mm -hmm. first team. I have um, I have a, a coordinator for the academy analysis that uh, we have a lot of meetings uh, between us uh, but uh, alongside this coordinator there's m nine analysis for the academy mm -hmm. teams uh, the coordinator of, of academy football is also the analyst for the our reserves team the b team and uh, i have also one analyst that is in, in charge of the women's football uh, professional uh, women's football, um, and f and uh, I also am responsible for the five analysts that we have for the first team. So it's myself and more and the f uh, more five analysts for the first team. Okay, so I mean, I'm not sure if I was clear. I, if I well, was no, clear, no, no, enough. that's that's um, absolutely fine. I mean, wh what would your um, role look like? Let's say, for example, building up to a game in the in the day or two before a, a fixture, or perhaps even on the day of the fixture. Well, to be honest with you, uh, to, in the in the match day minus two or minus one, we are already are thinking also in the the next the next opponent, wow. not the, not that okay. game itself. So uh, we uh, we need to to be at least one week or two weeks in advance. So. Uh, when we go in match day minus one or minus two, we already are just dealing with with details because our main our our, our main job our our biggest mission is try to uh, analyze all the data from that opponent and and try to give uh, specific detailed but very simple reports for the, the the coach for the technical staff the coaching staff. And then it's up to the coaching staff to really decide 
what type of information they will pass to the players or to the team in a, in a, in general because they are the, the the people that are really dealing with the players in the in the field in the, in the locker rooms and so on so when we are arriving at match match day minus 1 or minus 2 we already are thinking on the on the, the other opponent in the match day uh, there's a lot of 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 uh, of of stress of course of anxiety i i also i also i need to to follow the team to everywhere they they, they go so uh, i usually arrive at the stadium in our stadium is different but when we play the away from home i usually arrive at the stadium 3 hours before the match usually and then there is something like prepare everything uh, with um, for the, for the coaching staff for for me for one colleague of my department that uh, accompanies me to 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 the match and then it's just a question of analyzing it passing information to the bench filming the match and uh, in the off time trying to prepare everything for the the assistant coach to go to the locker room to pass information to the players and then in the after the match is ended uh, try to send everything to lisbon to another colleague of um, Another member of my of my staff to analyze, uh, starting to analyze the game during all night long. So for the next morning, everything is wow. before the coach. So in the, in our stadium is easier because uh, it's our <laughs> stadium, so we work uh, all night long as well. But but the, it's mm. it's totally different. The, in fact, that's that's one of the problems in in, in Portuguese uh, first league is that. Uh, most of the stadiums, with exception of the five biggest club in Portugal, probably if, oh, the average state of the of the of the stadiums in Portugal doesn't give uh, many conditions for the analysts to work. So that's a big problem that we need to address in the near future. So I believe. When you're looking at that next fixture, how much of your like what your emphasis? What is your emphasis on? Is it reactive or proactive in terms of giving? Your analysis. Are you looking at things that have gone wrong before, mm. or things that the, you know the team that you're playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood. Under yes, understood. Understood. That's a very good question. So uh, I don't know if you are familiar with the, the with the training cycle of curling. Uh, that's the um, that's a little bit academic, but there's uh, the competition that we need to analyze all the data, try to figure out what went wrong, try to give solutions. Prepare to the to the to the next competition, and uh, then perform. So it's a, it's it's a cycle. It's an overall cycle, and in fact, what we do is pretty much like what this cycle means. But uh, we do in both ways what mm -hmm. we did wrong or did well, and uh, uh, try to predict if that is possible. Try to try to predict how the next opponent will play against us. For that, um, of course, we count a lot in qualitative analysis. So all my staff, all my colleagues are are uh, also have as have background in they have background in in football coaching. So also they understand the needs of the coach. That's very important. But they have a very good analytic insight of uh, to to this to um, to see and to. To identify the the strong points and weak points of the other of the opponent, 
if they build up uh, from behind in the slow build up, if they build up in, with three guys in the pack, if they prefer vertical passes, if they prefer long balls, if they cross from the center half, I don't know, uh, try to figure out the, the strong points, the individual and collective uh, strong points and weak points. And try also, of course, that's the, the and that is the, the, the main tax. It's the, one of the main tasks of the coaches, of course, is with the, the data that we deliver to the coaches, they will select with a more accurate, even more accurate uh, and precision what should be passed to the players and what should be training in the training session. By the way, let me reinforce that our communication with the, with the, with the coaching staff is very, very, very easy. So we, we are Portuguese, so we are very informal in that way. And um, the communication is the key aspect in, 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 in all football departments. So if the communication really flows, everything, everything else will flow for sure, uh, especially in difficult times. Um, and uh, the most important, the most important, we need to consider the coaches and the players as mm. they are our, our clients. So we produce, we made a product that is our reports and we give video reports, uh, uh, stats reports, written reports, whatever. But these, they are not numbers. They are numbers yeah. with a meaning, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, so we try to compile every data, every detail, but to a certain degree of, uh, of, of, um, if that detail really makes the, makes the difference in the, in the end of the game, you know what I mean? So I believe that the uh, performance analysis is, is, is going towards a, a path that, uh, no longer, no longer, uh, um, it's it's only to see the match and to see how good that center back is, how bad that center back is. Uh, no, we are going we are going in the way in the path towards the predictive models. Try to see in the, what aspect technology would help us to see faster and clear some alerts, some reporting about situations that we are not seeing because we are human, but will never, never uh, substitute the human interpretation of, of the game. Uh, and I believe that uh, the magic of the new wave, the, the new age of performance analysis, especially tactical performance analysis, is that we, do, we need to embrace this new technology, big data, uh, sensors, GPS, uh, tracking data, positional data, whatever, and try, but never, never trying to substitute the human interpretation. Uh, what, what is fascin fascinating about it is every, everyone is talking about the artificial intelligence and, and, uh, where, what should happen when artificial intelligence appears? Well, my friend, uh, we already have artificial intelligence. Uh, when do we use our iPhone, when we use our smartphone, we already have artificial intelligence, so why not putting the new technology helping us football guys to see things beyond uh, that is uh, clear to everybody? Uh, or in the other words, we can sometimes we have that intuition about certain player or that intuition about a certain I don't know back four or or our midfielders, 
and we just need to see that with data to see if that intuition is correct. Yeah, that, that was that was probably the most comprehensive yeah. answer I've ever had on this podcast. That was incredible. You've answered about four of my questions. There. That was amazing. I'm sorry, uh, we are Portuguese. <laughs> we, we start to talk um, and we. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I feel I, I, one thing I'd like to ask you about, particularly when it comes to this predicting and um, opposition analysis. I wonder what your biggest challenge is, because one thing that uh, I see a lot of good teams doing more and more is uh, being tactically flexible. Um, how do you approach teams that are so flexible with the way they set up, with the way they play? Yeah, uh, well, I have a very, very, uh, very strong, not, not strong. It's my own opinion about it, okay? Because we we deal with that in Portuguese league because... We see, I don't know, four or five matches of an opponent, and when they play against mm -hmm. us, they change everything. So they, they, uh, you, I believe that you know that this analogy against <laughs> us, they put a buzz in, uh, in front of the goal. So it's it's very difficult. It's very it's because they change everything. But but that's a very big but. We need to to understand this. If one team is used used to 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 play in the diff in the certain way uh, with a certain style of play with uh, movements that are pattern patronized patternized offensive movements diagonals vertical passes passes between lines whatever crosses uh, there's a time in the game that okay they are strategically prepared for playing against us but in the end in that small details, the players will will go for the behaviors and the movements that they are more comfortable to do it. And that is what they use to play in training before our match. And so that small detail that we, you can find, that small detail that you can uh, see in the, the matches that you analyzed previous to our match, is those they are, they are that, those details that are giving you the upper hand in the match in the end. I can give you a very concrete example. Imagine that, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, they start uh, building from the back, but there's one of the center backs that is more able to do it than the other one, okay? That's, uh, and we, we condition our, our, our high pressure towards, okay, we just need to block the, the line of pass towards the, this better center back and, let the other one to to build up from behind because it 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 doesn't know what is a ball. <laughs> so let 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 him let him to to organize. Of course, we can do that. We can do that. We can do that, and we are already putting the game for us. Okay, but now imagine that they they used to play they used to play uh, crosses uh, mm -hmm. for the second post. Imagine. Uh, that's the, the the strong point. But against us, strategically, they 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 see that our center backs are very good in the air, and so they they will not force the, the crosses, and they are tr they will try to go one one v one or uh, small combinations on the wingers, try to 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 displace our our center backs. Yes, they will do that, and we need to react to that. We are not. They, they, this is a strategic situation that they only uh, trained for our specific game. That's okay. There's no problem. But in the end, in the middle of the game, if they did not have success and if we uh, behave well, they will go to the center 
to the crosses to the second post because that's the more comfortable way they are used to play like this. So uh, the, because this is human uh, behavior, this is human knowledge, and uh, this is uh, also pedagogical science, if you know what I mean, because sometimes training is a little bit uh, similar, not quite the same, but it's a little bit similar to teaching. So uh, there's a little di different styles of coaching and, uh, and, and, and approaching to the players that it's pedagogical. So in the end, if the player doesn't have success in the, in the new behavior that he only learned in the, in the past week, he goes to the comfortable, to, to this comfortable zone. And uh, we already know what are their comfortable zone. Brilliant. And we can take advantage um, of let, Moving away from, the, from games, Nuno, what impact do you have on the structure of training sessions? Well, once again, this, this is the main text of the coach, okay? What we, what we do is we film and we analyze every training sessions, every training sessions. Uh, we have um, a very good, mm -hmm. uh, very good camera system that allow us to, to, to remotely control the, the cameras, uh, also uh, making individual clippings of each player if you want automatically. Um, I don't need a, camera, a cameraman to operate the cameras and um, and after the training session, we encode and we analyze the the, the training sessions for uh, for the coaches and we deliver them by our internal systems by our internal uh, database. We have a, um, a specific database built by our by our own IT department. By the way, it's a very good IT department. We are working very close to them, and they they are doing a fantastic work. And so they produced as uh, our sports sports hub. It's a um, uh, internal database system that allow us to deliver all the training session games, analysis reports, everything else. And so the coaches have immediately access to the training session, mm -hmm. uh, completely encoded. I don't know one hour after. Maximum one hour, one hour after the training session is ended. But of course, I need to be fair with you. I have five very good analysts in my in my staff. That uh, that uh, every one has different um, different uh, specifications, different specialities. But they all understand what the colleague is doing. So in an holistic approach, once again, and so that allows us to have this. This, this, this process the coaches to deliver feedback. Is there any time where you're up to? Now it's for the coaches as well. Although, although there are some, I don't know, I cannot specify what, uh, but there are some reports that we deliver okay. directly to the players. So after I'd, be, the match. I'd be interested to, to find a little bit more about the um, sort in, <laughs> initiative that Benfica have shown in, in their approach to some of the more individual aspects of player development. And one of the things that I'm incredibly interested in is the 360 machine that I've heard so much about. Uh, is that something that the, mm -hmm. the players are using regularly or is it more of a gimmick? What's what like, I mean, for anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's, it's a bit, or you could probably give a better description than, than me, Nuno, for anyone who hasn't heard of this machine. Okay. Uh, but first of all, I need to, I need to say that um, sometimes uh, this is, uh, this is, um, it's not a problem. It's, re re it's really a, char a characteristic of the, this new generation. Uh, 
that every time that some uh, some technology mm-hmm. advanced machine appears, they all think that is the <laughs> holy grail of, of of everything. I don't know. And uh, I I really uh, the three hundred and sixty machine is a uh, is a very could be a very good tool for individual development for players, especially in my opinion, especially especially in the sensibility sensible ages of the coordination and mm-hmm. psychomotricity development. Um, what we need to consider is that the 360 machine and, and uh, the other tools, the other machines that are uh, with the same concept, uh, like the football note of Borussia Dortmund and, uh, and also the, I believe it's Red Bull uh, that has one or one similar. Uh, what we need to consider is that these machines cannot, will not uh, substitute the training on the field. So in the end is a complement to the training sessions. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, the gym is, like like the video analysis is, if I have a section, if 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 uh, an, uh, a coach has a uh, analysis, a video analysis section with 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 a team or a, or a, or the defenders or a small group of players, whatever, is also training sessions. So it's a complement of the main training session in the in the pitch. So these tools, these machines, it's in the end is the same. So. Imagine yourself. You are a tra- you are a coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know under twelve uh, under twelve coach, and you need to and you have I don't know five five kids six kids that need to increase their speed of uh, decision making and uh, the first touch in the reception. What do you do? You can do a lot of drills, a lot of exercises. Focus on the the ratio between spy uh, between time, space, and number. And try to input intensity, height, intensity, uh, velocity. First touch very crucial in those type of exercises, small sized games, and so on. But now is my questions, and uh, you want intensity. So imagine that you have the possibility to produce this type of exercise in a controlled environment, where you can choose the drills that you want to put, and the intensity is always there is always there. 360 could mm-hmm. be one of this, this, those tools, once again, without substituting the, the training session. Imagine that I can produce an exercise of 2v2 in that uh, uh, 10 meters by 10 meters square. I don't know how much is yeah, in yards. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you understand more, more or less. Uh, so uh, t- uh, 10 meters by 10 meters is a square with four cannons in the wall, shooting balls with the speeds between uh, 20 kilometers per hour up to 120 kilometers per hour with different spins. But then it's a, v- a 2v2 game. So imagine that the players doesn't know where the ball is coming from, but they need, they know that after one colleague or one team might receive the ball, is a 2v2 game and they need to score a goal by doing the basic principles of the game, progression, um, cover, offensive cover, uh, movement towards the, 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 the goal, balance and balance, whatever. And when, as soon as they touch the ball, there's another ball already. And, uh, and then 
you ask me, okay, I can do that in the in the field as well. Yes, you can do that in the field. Uh, how many balls you need to do that? How many coaches you need to do to 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 be there? You can you can produce this type of drills, and this is, this is just an example. No, no. What what tools do you personally have a preference for to enhance analysis to enhance you know player performance? Sure. You, what do you mean tools? You need about technology. Well, I, I, I can say very clearly, we use a very common and very well-known uh, software, mm-hmm. analysis software tool, that's SportsCo. Um, the club is making a, a, a huge investment and huge effort to, to, to give all the teams uh, the capacity to produce very good reports. Uh, we are working mm-hmm. also with big data already, as I told you, we work with Opta. And we have a very good IT department that helps us with the Power BI dashboards that we present to the, to, to the coaches, all the reports and everything else. We are we are developing our own players app inside the inside the club. So uh, with the help of uh, one of our strategic partners, so we have a, a camera set in our academy in, in, and in our stadium that uh, it's automatic. Uh, it's a camera a camera automatic system camera. So I don't need the cameraman to film even in matches. So well, I I, I gave you. I believe the basic, the basic ones. Then, the, then is the video editors, softwares that we need. Do, do we also use? But in the end, this is like this: is uh, video analysis software, big data, um, central database and archive, uh, mm-hmm. cameras. That's that's really the the key. I, I, I in September in last September I was in, I was in a I was invited speaker in the conference in the performance analysis summit in in, in Vienna and uh, one of one of the things that I said there is I strong I, I I even more believe on this in in these days you need to be simple keep things simple uh, uh, simplicity is really the best sophistication that you can have. You need to choose the best suitable tools for you. Don't don't think in buying uh, uh, apologies for the the <laughs> advertisement. Don't need to buy a Ferrari if you are going to 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 drive in the in yeah. the in the in the hills. You know what I mean. So you just you just need to you just need to be accurate to when you use technology. So you need to have three to four very very good and and trustful and quality, high quality stuff to work. Very good human resources to work. Uh, but above this, you need you need to have a very very clear concept of what is your mission and your vision. Uh, our mission, our vision as a department. In, inside the club is the first uh, mission is to help the to give all the support to the to to the coach. You need to consider that the coach is the loneliest guy in the world. He needs to take decisions by himself. Everyone is looking at him, and he needs to 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 be supported by every department within the club. So the first key point is support the coach, and then at at the same time. You need to create tools, structures, conditions within the club to help the coach in some things that he, because he needs to work in the daily basis, 
at some things that probably he haven't seen mm -hmm. yet at, at that time. You know what I mean? So you are you are helping the coach. That's your biggest mission. But at the same time, you are producing stuff that could help even more that coach. It's simple as that. Keep, keep things simple. You need a, a video software, uh, sorry, a video analysis tool. We use Sportscope. There are a lot of other companies that have very good softwares as well. We use Sportscope and we are very, very pleased with that. Camera system, very good camera system that we work. Tracking optical system to give mm -hmm. us big data. Big data from Opta as well. We are working with big data. IT to help to make this connection between IT, between technology and data and data analysis with uh, with the football tactical analysis and um, so it, and human resources to produce everything. So in an age where that's, that's so it, many clubs are or at least have access to perhaps the same the same things that you have access to. I mean, what? How is it possible for Benfica mm -hmm. to maintain an edge over its competitors? I mean, is it possible? Is it the people? Is it the people applying it? Yeah, it's very difficult to to fight against. As I said, fight against budgets that are, are, are completely mm. uh, higher than ours, like the, the first mm -hmm. five clubs in the in the Premier League, for example. But we have a very uh, sorry to say this, but uh, I'm I, I'm not saying with arrogance. I'm saying with confidence. Uh, I, I really believe that we have something that uh, is it's lacking in some clubs. It's uh, innovation, creativity, resilience, and communication. These three aspects, it's bound, mm -hmm. they are bound with that mission that I told you of supporting the coach and creating conditions to supporting even further the coach. Because you ca you ca you can have. You can have the same tool. You can give the same tool to different people, and those people will use the, the, that tool on different ways because of their backgrounds, because of their personalities, because of whatever. But the key accents, the key, uh, the key aspect of this is how can you do it when the the, the times are tough? How can you do it without resources? How can you do it without? Uh, Without this uh, overall support that you have, come on, mm -hmm. it's try to be simple, but above all, you need to have these three three um, three points. You need to be innovative or creative. You you need to be resilient, and you need to communicate. And I believe that we have this. I really do. I really do believe that we have this. And. Uh, when when we produce a report, we produce a report, but we try to see that if that report, okay, the the main focus is statics, of course, but imagine that we are uh, highlighting some uh, some player that is decreasing his 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 performance in the past three to four matches. We are we are we we. We identify this player, but we are going to ask to the sports science. We are going to ask to the nutrition. We are going to ask to the medical department. We are going to check from the past seasons if we have data from the past seasons of that player, if that is okay, if that is normal, in order for us to identify why this player is decreasing this uh, their performance. Is usual? Is not usual? What should be the the problem? Because uh, imagine that a player stopped uh, scoring goals or or um, 
he is is underperforming in, in in crosses or whatever. This is not a, a isolated isolated uh, situation. Is is integrated with a lot of factors that we need to see, and you need to we we need to study. We need to discuss internally. We need to talk for help the coach and for help the player to decide better what should be the next intervention. And we can only do this with these three things that I told you. With creativity, we need to create different reports, different scenarios for each situation because every player are, are different from each other. We need to be resilient. Sometimes we need to work manually by hand because the, the some tools are not yet automatically uh, built. So we need to, I don't know, let me give a concrete example. Sometimes we need to insert Excel sheets by hand, so data. It's we need to to be resilient, and we need to be we need to have a strong mentality to do it, and we need to communicate with other departments. So it's and I believe that we have a very good upper hand comparison to other clubs. And I know this because I talked with my colleagues from other clubs, and they told me that's the their biggest problem. The last question I have for you, Nuno, is about um, sort of where next for analysis, and I, and I was wondering, for someone with such experience as yourself where you feel there is perhaps maybe a hole um, or area for development in terms of analysis or where you think maybe the next development will come? I, I really believe that we are still giving the first initial baby steps, baby steps towards a more sophisticated and scientific approach on the performance analysis. Only now we are really looking at data with uh, the right mentality to looking into numbers, but with but thinking in football concepts. I don't know if I was clear enough for you once again. Uh, so we need to see numbers, but we need to see in the in the football perspective, uh, inside the football concept, inside the football model, a game model. So numbers are only numbers, but if we if we input those numbers in a really good concept and in a really good model, there's a lot of things that we can address by seeing the answers that those numbers give us. And um, I really believe that we should uh, learn without other sports, uh, mainly, for example, for, for example, uh, American professional sports, they are they are doing this or trying to doing do, to do this for for ages. So we need to look at this without afraid, without being afraid of anything. We need to look at positional data. We need to look at ball 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 tracking data. We need to look at uh, at uh, this uh, how this how's this behavior and positional data and ball movement data will help us to to intervene with the players, especially the, the younger ones, but also the professionals, um, according to, I don't know, decision-making, uh, body position, uh, uh, check the shoulder movement to see what the player is in their blind side, um, uh, okay. biomechanic analysis as well. Why not? If we have the tools, let's, why not? Why not? Do you think uh, there's ever going to be a case um, of, there, of there being almost too much information? There's the danger of that if we don't, if we forget to keep things simple. <laughs> Once again, 
the most difficult, the most difficult, uh, uh, um, the most difficult goal on the on the successful project is to keep things things simple. Simple doesn't mm -hmm. mean uh, too much simplicity. You know what I mean? Simple is it's to to you you ask a question, you have a problem, so let's figure out what are the, 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 the ways to analyze that problem, to find the solutions, and then to intervene with the players and the teams. The big data, for example, will help us to uh, find different questions that we are not thinking. So imagine that you are, you, are, you are in the bench and you have a software that uh, reports to you that uh, there's an alert some, of some, some, some kind that uh, usually uh, if uh, we receive uh, that average number of crosses from the mm -hmm. left we are we are expected to suffer a goal for example so expected goals sure. in the in the real time live why not and you and you say for me okay but that that doesn't assure that we are going to win in the, in the end no of course not but it gives you zero dot zero 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 one percent more chances to win the game Thank you so much for coming on and giving up your time to, to come on the podcast. This has been truly eye-opening. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, myself. I uh, really oh, thank absolutely. you for your invitation. Pleasure as well. um, thank it you very much pleasure. for listening as well. And, um, well, I guess all that's left to say is that we'll, uh, we'll see you soon.